in today's episode, we're going to give you a brief overview of the modern evolution of agricultural extension during the last 50 years. This will highlight the different approaches over time and will hopefully illustrate that we shouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater because there's no one approach that works. So understanding some of the different approaches and incorporating them into our work when appropriate can be really useful when working as enablers of change. In an earlier episode, we discussed the history of extension and how agricultural extension as we know it originated from universities in the 1800s, wanting to extend the reach of their research programs. Just to remind ourselves what extension is, we're using the Australian definition that was endorsed by all the state and territory governments. It defines extension as the process of enabling change in individuals, communities and industries involved with agriculture and natural resource management. Uh, there's a diagram in that publication which is referred to as the expanding bubble diagram, which neatly summarises the various stages of extension evolution in recent times. We're going to use that as the basis of this episode and then build on it as well. It illustrates how the approaches we've used in extension have evolved over the last 50 years or so. It all started with the transfer of technology approach and the categories of adopters popularised by the 1962 book by Everett Rogers, Diffusion of Innovations. Denise, I find it interesting how the cover art has changed with each edition. The fourth edition depicts the ripples emanating from a drop of water, which I quite like. However, the fifth edition, released in 2003, has an image of several leaves of different colours, from green through to orange. Perhaps it symbolises the different nature of the five categories of adopters where innovators are lush green fields of opportunity, through to the poor old maligned laggards, who are seen as perhaps tired and somewhat browned off. But it must be a stock image, as the same photograph was used for the cover of Chasing Daylight, How My Forthcoming Death Transformed My Life, by Eugene O'Kelly in 2008. Anyway, folks, it beats me why the publishers or Everett thought it was a good choice for his book. So if you're listening in and you can suggest why they chose that image, can you please let us know by leaving a message underneath this blog post? Anyway, we were talking about the good old transfer of technology approach, which was the accepted model of extension in the 1960s. It works best where there is a simple solution that needs to be communicated to the masses, and it's what some would call a science push approach. In the 1970s, in response to the failure of the transfer of technology approach, farming systems research began, and this is where farmer discussion groups inform research and extension priorities. Research is carried out in a farming context or with simulations to ensure that the research is actually practical and that farms, farming systems are incorporated into the solutions. Moving to the 1980s, with systems approaches influencing extension, we embraced systems thinking. This was good, as extension then focused on the needs of landholders, rather than assuming extension or science knew best what farmers needed. Absolutely. And in the 1990s, extension used multiple theories, methods, tools and processes, and was drawing on other disciplines as well, such as psychology. 
Uh, and this meant that extension was increasingly able to meet a range of needs for a range of people, you know, individuals and groups, including farming and natural resource management, quite diverse needs indeed. Um, and extension was about supporting social learning processes and participatory methodologies as a means to enabling practice change. Since the year 2000, the focus has been on capacity building and community development. In Australia, at around that time, there was a shift from state agencies being the primary provider of extension services to encouraging and supporting other providers to be involved in extension. This has led to public-private partnerships, competitive neutrality, and increased private sector service provision. So instead of the state agencies doing extension, they enable extension to be delivered by others. During this time, natural resource management regional bodies have played a much greater role in delivering extension services as well. It's interesting to reflect on this, John, as here in New Zealand, the shift from public to private provision of extension started a lot earlier. It was in the 1990s after the government removed subsidies on agriculture and reduced their provision of extension. The extension arm of the government was privatised at that time, and instead primary industries have been encouraged to collect industry levies to fund industry development. That has meant there has been some radical innovation in extension and some gaps. Any final thoughts, John? Well, actually, yes, Denise. So one of the most recent approaches to emerge has been the concept of co-innovation, another evolution of extension. And folks, if you'd like to know more about this, we spent an entire episode on it. So head over and listen to that for more details. But briefly, co-innovation builds on the systems approach and widens the thinking. It involves the key actors, including end users, and involves them throughout a project to co-create or co-develop a solution. So we'd now like to add that to the end of the expanding bubble diagram to represent the major development in that decade. What I like about that diagram is that each new phase is added to the previous ones. So the old ones aren't replaced, but complemented by the new approaches. And Denise, that way we aren't throwing out the baby with the bathwater. That is really good to hear, John. So you've heard our thoughts. Now we'd like to hear yours. Please add a comment below this episode and tell us your thoughts about the evolution of extension. We don't want this just to be a one-way conversation. So join in by sharing your thoughts and ideas with us. Thanks, folks, for joining us on this Enablers of Change episode. Remember to subscribe to the Year Bulletin if you'd like to know when new episodes are available. And if you're watching on YouTube and you liked it, then click like under the video and hey, leave us a comment. <laughs>